You're listening to the Hey Presley podcast, episode number 12 with Jamie Burt. People say, well, I just don't understand it, so I don't vote. There's a lot of things that in your life that you probably don't understand that you still partake in, like nutrition. Like most people don't understand nutrition, but you don't stop going to the grocery store. And you don't stop eating. (laughs) Like, just because you don't know everything about it, you're not like, screw food, I don't get it, I'm out. Right. Like, you just make the best choice you can with the information that you have. Right. And over time, hopefully you learn a little better and make a little better choices, but you don't just, like, opt out of eating. Right. So, like... Hello, hello. I am super excited to share this episode with you today, as it's a little different than most of my previous shows. Today, I'm chatting with Jamie Burt, who is a Skim ambassador, which means she's a passionate follower of the New York-based company called The Skim, which is a nonpartisan media company. In 2016, The Skim launched a No Excuses campaign, which was a movement to drive people to the polls to vote. This year, for the midterm election coming up in October, they're bringing the campaign back in an even bigger way. I had heard of The Skim before, but I had the opportunity to learn more about it, what they do, and the important role that it plays in being a super digestible, nonpartisan media outlet, and I am thrilled to share that with you today. Okay, don't run yet. I know politics can feel kind of icky for some people, but I assure you that this episode is not only super informative and inspiring and right to the point, but there is no bias. There's no name calling or Democrat or Republican shenanigans. We are talking all things political health. Do you like that term? I made that up. And exercising your right to vote. From Arizona to across the country, Jamie is going to share the value in being aware of what's going on in your community and how you can do your part wherever you live. Enjoy. Jamie, thank you so much for being here. I'm so excited. Having me. Um, Tell me about how you heard about the skim and like before you got involved with them, were you just a fan and a subscriber? Like how did that all come about? So I actually found out about the skim through one of my best friend's moms. I forget what we were actually talking about at the time, but she had told me, you know, I think you'd really like this newsletter follow it, which is how I think 90% of the Skims followers probably get about. Um, and so I subscribed and just fell in love with it. Loved the voice of it. I don't know if you've read it yourself. But. I read it when I knew you were coming on to see what it was kind of all about. And so it's basically, and, and you can uh, correct me, but basically like a nonpartisan kind of brief what's going on in the yeah. world. Okay. So they just skim. So they see what's important in the world and their slogan is... It, they make it easier to live smarter, which I can attest to that it's completely true. I mean, they'll talk about things, worldwide events to, you know, things happening right here with us, but, um, they'll skim it, make it easier. And then there'll be links to other articles and it's just a really easy way, quick five minute read at most to, everything you need to know right there. That's so, awesome. and the voice of it is directed, I think towards women more. Um, but they do have a large following of males. Um, but it's just a really easy way. I just think there's so many different news sources out there yeah. and it can be so off putting almost. Yeah. And you don't know where to start. And this is just Every day I lay in my bed, I go on my, check my emails and that's the first thing I read. That's awesome. That's so, and I can attest to that with nutrition too. Like there's so much information out there and depending on who's writing it depends on like how it's skewed. And so with news, you get these really long articles that like, 
no offense, are written for like my dad, right? Which is just a different audience who might find facts in it more interesting or less interesting. And so they're long and then you have different sources that are clearly biased. And so to take all of that and make it just like super digestible so that you feel like you understand what's going on. Right. But don't have to dive through all these sources. Exactly. Yeah. I love that. Um, and so then what made you decide to apply for their conference in New York? I assume they put like a, you know, we're looking for this in their newsletter. So then what made you feel like, oh yeah, I should do that. So they actually touched base with the skin ambassador community, which is basically their brand ambassador. So once you get 10 people to sign up under your referral link for the skim, um, you become a skin ambassador. And so it's just part of this, um, little more, condensed community of them and you know there's a facebook group it's networking for women it's you know within each city there's skin ambassadors themselves and people do meetups and such of that nature yeah so i got 10 people to sign up became a skin ambassador you get extra emails with things it's just fun yeah perk so they actually sent it out to all of us and said um you know you guys saw what we did in 2016 for the presidential election and we want to bring it back for midterms. If you're interested in helping us lead this initiative, click here, fill this out. And that was it. Wow. So no like major details. Right. Oh my God. And so it was a quick Q&A. And to be honest, I can't even remember what the questions were on it. And then, so I filled them out and I figured, sure, why not? Yeah. You know, I really liked what they did for the presidential campaign. It really helped me personally. So yeah, let's give it a go. And then I got another email from their community manager saying, you know, we've narrowed it down. We want you to fill out the second Q&A. You've been picked. And then that's when they went into more details of, we're going to fly you out to New York for this conference if you get picked. So that's, I think, when the nerves came in a little more. I'm like, like, "Uh uh-oh, what did I actually (laughs) sign up for now? Like, I'm not involved in government or voting or politics, you know? I'm like, "Uh uh-oh. So I filled it out and it was questions based on what democracy means to you, what voting means to you, give an example of leadership, tell us why you'd be a good pick. So filled it out, sent it back. Probably a week later, I got an email saying, you've been picked. You and 29 other people, we're going to fly you out to New York. And this was all like June 1st. And we went to New York July 20th. So it was like, if you're in, you're in. Fill us out. Give us your full name. Give us your birthday. We're going to book your flights. You're coming next month. So exciting. And so from there, it was just like zero to 60, go. And I was then so excited (laughs) to go and finally see this place. Because once I started reading, I mean, I've been following them for four and a half years now. That's crazy. You just are such a fan. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, You like fan. I fangirl over this company (laughs) so much because I've watched them grow because they're a startup company and When I started reading, they probably only had like 40 employees and now they're at 70 full-time employees. And it's, you know, it's so easy for us to follow company down. It feels like your friends. Right. It feels like your family. And, you know, I wake up with them every day. It's how they say it. And it was just pretty surreal once it finally was starting to settle in that I was actually going to get to go there. That's amazing. And partner with them. Yeah. And I'm going to dive more into that event in just a second, but just to give some context, like were you super interested in democracy before? Like, have you been involved in any like local elections or like, you know, do you have any, had you had any prior interest in politics? I love politics. (laughs) I always have. I've always valued our democracy. Um, I've never been involved in anything quite like this. 
it's been more personal, but I know that's not the way everyone feels yeah. when it comes, especially people around our age. Um, it's not, it's just kind of intertwined in me that I love it. It's fascinating to me. Yeah. Um, I know the importance of it and, but I also recognize that it's not as important to other people or they think it's not as important to them, right. you know? So it was just kind of a great platform that was like, okay, here you can express how much you feel voting is important. Yeah. But without having to choose a side or a party, because then that gets too touchy almost. And no one wants to, I mean, it's just, it's hard nowadays to try to choose a side, I think. Absolutely. And I think it's cool that then you can kind of like express this interest that you have with this whole community behind you, instead of feeling like kind of isolated, like, Hey friends, you should vote. And like feeling like you're just kind of like a lone voice in your social circle. Exactly. That's really cool. So what did you guys do at the conference in New York? So we got there and it was really jam packed two days. I mean, that was it. Flew in Thursday night, flew out Saturday at like five. Wow. Yeah. So it was really, really fast, but it was amazing. We started at 730 AM and we saw a ton of speakers from both sides of the aisle, a bunch of grassroots leadership, um, trainings, uh, got to know one another, which the women that were at this conference with me were so incredible and so much more involved and then broke off into groups, did some leadership, heard from the co-founders. We actually met them. That's awesome. Um, and yeah, just a lot of, um, collaboration, learning about the brand, learning how to then promote on social media, taking the nonpartisan standpoint, which is super important, obviously for their, um, initiative. Yeah. That's super cool. Mm Mm-hmm. So what did they leave you as like your action item? Like, okay, we've, br- we've brought you to this conference and we've taught you all these things. We want you to go back to your hometown and do what? Right. So it's just getting our local communities involved Yeah. and using our networks to just stress the importance of voting and being an informed voter because you can go out and vote, but if you don't know what you're voting for... It counts, but it's going to have more of an impact, I think. And you're going to feel better about your vote when you actually know what you're doing or what you're voting for, not doing. (laughs) Right. Um, And so they just gave us some great tools to use um, as to they were still in the process of creating their website and gave us our own tools, meaning, you know, email drafts, yeah, things like, like that conversation nature. Like, kind of standpoint. Right, yeah. exactly. Um, how to get it started, how to get the conversation started. And I think sometimes that's the hardest part. Totally. To do that. So they gave us those tools just to get out into our local communities and kind of say, hey, what are you thinking about for midterms? Have you heard of midterms? Because right. a lot of times people are like, oh my gosh, eh. totally. Yeah, or so. they don't know what it is or when it is. I mean, it's right. Especially in this age demographic, I think it's insane how many people don't know what is coming up for election exactly. and why it matters. And, and I mean, other than kind of the absence of knowing, which I think we kind of addressed, you know, some people just feel so overwhelmed by all the news that they just avoid it. What are some other reasons that people don't vote from your understanding or kind of what they shared with you? Well, I think the presidential election get hyped, gets hyped up so much yeah, and very true. it gets a lot more coverage. Um, I think this year they've done a better job of, igniting midterms and I think it's a little more of a controversial year for midterms but 
the common thing that, because I did my own little market research before I went yeah. among people that I know, I was like, why don't you vote? Because right. I've heard from so many people when I told them about me going and getting involved and going to this conference, oh, well, I don't even know if I'm registered. And I'm like, what? Like, people I would have <laughs> never even thought. It's like, what do you mean you're not registered? Like, yeah. you don't go to the... It, it was, like, mind-boggling to me. Yeah. So the two common that I found were... Um, my vote, I don't feel that my vote really counts and I don't feel that I'm informed enough to make a educated decision, Yeah, which I think is the worst excuse in the world. (laughs) When the world is like flooded with information. Everything we need to know is right at our fingertips. And to me, to that, if you're going to use that excuse to someone, that's making yourself look bad. Take five minutes a day, break it down. You know, just read instead of scrolling on Instagram or Facebook or Twitter. Just read something about the local election. Totally. And I think that's the best advice because knowledge is power and we have to use it for good. Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) That's such a good point that to not make it this huge, like, okay, now you have to start like understanding who all of the people in the local government are, right? Like just start with like five minutes a day. Well, our democracy is not simple. Right. Totally. And And people do it for a living. Right. And it's so easy to get, like we talked about earlier, with so many different sources. So, and like you said, you know, there's so many biased and, and then the other one's calling the other one this. And it's like, ugh, I don't want to read that. People are busy. People have lives. People have a ton of other stuff going on in their own worlds that it's like, they don't have the time. And it, when they read something, they want it to be simple, easy to the point, and easy to understand. Yeah. But like you said, if you just break it down into smaller ones, you know, start small. The biggest um, issue I know I face whenever I watch certain things dealing with campaigns or is a lack of authenticity yeah. sometimes you see. And I think that is a strong suit for millennials. Yeah. Um, I think it's a quick point that they can pick up on if someone's being authentic or not. And so I was watching TV the other night and a campaign ad came on and they were talking about the other person more than they were even talking about their own values. Right. And I think that's the natural (laughs) reaction. And I think that makes people turn off to that because to me, how I look at it is, okay, you just spent what? 45 seconds tearing someone else down. A lot of money. Yeah, and a lot of a lot of money. Like it's ridiculous. And so in my mind, I'm like, I already discount that person a little bit because I'm like, you know, we're raised our whole life. Don't bully. Be nice to people. Be accepting. And then it's like these people that are leading us. And so I think that's a huge turnoff to or to millennials and politicians because then people don't want to talk about it. Right. And then it's angry. And then it's your view versus mine. And it makes people want to hide under a table and not talk about politics. And it doesn't have to be that way. Yeah. By any means. Talking about why you're qualified and why, you know, you're the best option to vote for, like, is a much more positive. <laughs> like, it's like building a right. resume. I'd be like, oh, okay. Yeah, that's good reasons to vote for you. Right. Rather than just telling me why the other person's terrible, it doesn't make me like, oh, well, I better vote for you then. Because if right. they're that bad. Great point. Yeah. <laughs> Not quite. No, not not good advertising. So I think that's another reason why millennials kind of turn away because it's kind of turned into that. And there's such a political divide that it's so extreme on both sides that it's hard to choose. Yeah. 
So another piece of advice I have for people is look up what issues are important right now or what they're going to be voted on. Find out those issues. Figure out where you stand on those issues before you read anything on anyone. That's a great and then yeah. identify with the person um, who matches your values. And if they're not exact, that's okay too. Right. Yeah. Because <laughs> no one's the same. Everyone has, you know, it's they're probably looking at a bigger scope than you sure. are. But try to find someone that identifies with your values. Yeah. Rather than viewing more about the person specifically, but, you know, kind of right. what they align with with you. Exactly. Yeah, I like that. That's really good. And what do you say to people who say that their vote doesn't count? You know, that's honestly a hard one because yeah. obviously your votes, the vote counts. Right. <laughs> it does. I think that because, and especially in a midterm election, your vote is going to count even more. Right. Um, and is that, in your opinion, because less people show up to the polls? That and the impact is going to be more substantial for you because it's local. Midterms are local. Right, right. You know, so the presidential, I can see as to presidential elections as to why people think their votes, you know, air quotes, don't count. Right. Because you see the electoral votes over the popular votes. And so it's like, oh, the popular vote won, but, you know, and it's like, huh. So I can see as to why people don't think that it matters but i think that it has even a bigger effect in these in midterms absolutely another big thing that i think a lot of people don't realize is how much not voting is like taking the right that they've been given for granted like it's this opportunity that's afforded to you that isn't afforded to you everywhere that you're not taking advantage of and i think that that's almost like disrespectful in a way oh yeah entirely entirely i agree with that um it is our civic duty. I mean, it's the least we can do. When I um, went abroad last year, actually, my one of my good friends, we went over to Amsterdam, and she actually studied abroad there for a whole semester of college. And we met up with some of her friends from that she met through the university, and we sat down for dinner, and they were just asking us all these questions about politics, which kind of took me back because it's not very custom to sit down at a dinner here and talk about at least not in my world right um especially university students right like yeah exactly and out of all the I mean a lot of times it'll be you know pop culture things and things of that nature and so I was kind of taken back and they had their stances on it and it was just a little overwhelming and then we got into more conversations and she told us that on our election night, they actually have viewing parties throughout their universities, and they watch live when our president gets election that's or crazy. elected. Excuse me. Yeah, and the time zone—that's like the middle of the night—and right. they're like more eager to find out what's going on than some of the people here. Exactly. So, I mean, it's just—I don't think people realize how incredible of a right this is for us. Yeah, absolutely, and it's not something that's challenging to take advantage of you know right. like, it's 20 minutes yeah <laughs> people say well i just don't understand it so i don't vote 
there's a lot of things that in your life that you probably don't understand that you still partake in, like nutrition. Like most people don't understand nutrition, but you don't stop going to the grocery store and exactly. you don't stop eating. <laughs> like just because you don't know everything about it, you're not like, screw food, I don't get it, I'm out. Right. Like you just make the best choice you can with the information that you have. Right. And over time, hopefully you learn a little better, make a little better choices, but you don't just like opt out of eating. Right. So like you're giving this right to be like, nope, don't want to take it because I don't understand all of it. It's like well, you could just exactly, learn a and it more. just takes one person. And I mean, going to regards to nutrition, like yeah. the what, what the health documentary, right. or the where it sparks something in someone, yeah. or um, kind of these big movements. Yeah, and so that, you know, yeah. the sugar was a big focus for a while. Right. And it was like, oh my gosh, we are eating too much sugar, and now that's everywhere, and right. you'll see it on everything because it mattered to people because they real because they learned the importance. Yeah. But if somebody didn't come out and say that. <laughs> We'd right. still all be eating all this sugar every day, you <laughs> know? Kool-Aid all the time. <laughs> yeah. Totally. Um, so how, what kind of things do you tell people? I loved the the digestible, like, five minutes a day of, like, easy, and obviously they can sign up for the skin. What are other things that you tell people on how they can just be more informed? Is there more tips that you usually share? Yeah, so... Um, like I said, the skim launched a website. And so that will go more overview of midterms right now until all the primaries are over. Once all the primaries are over, you should be able to go onto the website and create your own sample ballot. Oh, cool. But if you want to get a jump start, because we are eight weeks now, I think, from the election. So plenty of time. But you can, I have found some great sources that I didn't even know were out there for local Arizona. And one is AZ Clean Elections. And you can go up there and type in your address, and then it'll show you every single person that's going to be listed on your ballot. That's awesome. And then azvoterguide.com also has a really great breakdown of um, all the candidates, issues. You know, you again, you can type in your address, and you can see what districts you're in, and everything that will be on your ballot. So you can break it down then. Yeah. And know what you're looking for. That's awesome. I think just understanding a little bit better. I think when people. You know, think, oh, I'm going to have to go stand at the polls for a long time, and then I don't even know what I'm doing. And like, right. But you can do a mail-in ballot, or you can drop it off. We are really lucky in Arizona to have mail-in ballots, though. I mean, Is that not a thing everywhere? So that was something that I learned at the conference. Yeah. Just, I mean, there was people from all over the United States. Super and cool. Super cool. And I was the only person from Arizona, so that was also kind of cool and intimidating to <laughs> rep Arizona, but it's a lot of baggage. <laughs> each state has their own voting regulations and rules. And we're actually kind of a head with the early voting bout. A lot of states don't have that yet. Wow. A lot of states don't have day of voter registration. A lot of states don't have, it's, you didn't know how lucky we were, right? Yeah. It's pretty insane. Some don't even have online voting registration which oh wow yeah which then it's probably a lot harder to get people to register <laughs> yeah you have to physically have the paper there yeah. imagine having to do something on paper in turn of it which is even like, an no. extra step <laughs> <laughs> wow what's a good way to start the conversation with somebody i think that you talked about how at the conference they talked about like conversation starters and i think that's probably one of the harder things is like not being like what feels like you know, the nerd and saying like, Hey, you know, friend, are you registered to vote? <laughs> you know, and then they're yeah. like, what? <laughs> yeah. What's a good way to kind of like get that in the air? So it sounds a little cliche, but I blasted my social media networks. Yeah. And I think it's a really, I'm not one to share a ton on social media. Um, but 
I found that once the website was released, I was like, I'm going to blast it. So when I see people then, they're like, hey, what were you doing in New York? Hey, what was this? So it was kind of like a foot in the door for them kind of starting up the conversation. Um, If you were just out, I mean, I don't know. I just, I mean, you know how I am. And it's just when you see someone, you just start talking about it. Tell them what you're up to. And you know, have you, are you registered to vote? I mean, people hear that and it might work really well for you or it might not. But I think the most important, once you start the conversation and it gets brought up and if you're involved, people want, if you're passionate about something, people want to hear about it. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that somebody hearing that you're just out there trying to get a higher voting percentage from millennials for midterms. People are like, oh, okay, that's kind of cool. Tell me more about it. And then yeah. once you get into if someone shoots you down with something like, oh, well, I don't feel like I know enough. I think it's turning the spotlight off of you and your issues that you believe in and kind of putting it on them. Yeah. So it's finding what resonates with them and what's important to them and finding their values and then turning it to how it affects them within the elections. Yeah. Because I think millennials kind of get a bad rap sometimes. (laughs) It's just a lot of different generations working together right now. Um, But I think if there's one thing that we've seen is millennials, they care. Yeah. I mean, we've seen it with all these marches and activism, but you can feel activism when you go out to a march. Totally. You know, and they love, you know, I think, I hate to speak for all millennials, but I think you can feel that passion and again, power in the numbers and people around you and you're excited and then you want to go make a difference. And I think it's just a disconnect from that and voting. Right. We're voting. They see politics and policy. Yeah. And activism is the feeling. Right. And I think millennials are so hands-on I know I am. I'm a visual learner. I'm hands-on. I like to be right in the middle of it rather than just read about it. Yeah. That's a really good point that people just aren't connecting the two. And so it's just they're... the connection yeah. of it, I think. I mean, we've seen it even in Arizona with the Red for Ed movement. Yeah. And that was insane. I mean, I remember even my mom saying, I've been here 30 years and I've never seen Arizona come together for anything like this. Crazy. Yeah. And I mean, you could look at any picture, whether, you know, you agreed or just, and it, it, it just kind of shocked you. Yeah. The amount of people, people that was there. Yeah, absolutely. And so something like that, I mean, you hope that people keep that fire. Right. And then turn up and find someone who has the same values on that, that they do, whether they agree or disagree. It doesn't, you know? Right. So it's just, I think that's the big disconnect there. The core value of just being involved. And, you know, I think that there's Probably very, I'm sure there's somebody, but I, I feel like there's probably very few people who are just so apathetic that they don't care what goes on in their community. Of you course. Know? It's like everybody wants good, like for kids to get smarter and good people to be in office. And like everybody wants all these great things for the place they live in, you know, right. for, for the most part. And so I think if they don't know how to do it, it's just going to happen though. Right. Like, <laughs> it's not just oh, going to happen. Jamie will take care of it. <laughs> right. But I'm only one person right. and I need more people's help. Yeah. <laughs> And I think as you get older, certain things matter more. Sure. As to, you know, I mean, I haven't bought a home yet, but once you start buying homes, raising a family, I mean, you start putting your roots. This is more important. Yeah. Things start to affect you a little more as to, you know, 
you buy a house, you want a good school because that keeps your home value up. You want to, so <laughs> right. you start and your kids to, are going to go there someday. Yeah, exactly. Or you, exactly. I was talking to someone recently and we were talking about voting and she said, you know, I just don't feel informed enough. Does it really count? The same old type of issues. And I turned it back to her and she recently just had kids and she was like, well, when the Red for Ed movement happened, she was like, well, I need to get more involved now because my kids are going to go to these schools and blah, blah, blah. But she would have never thought about that. Right. Like voting for school board officials. Yeah. Right. Unless she had those kids. So I think it comes with time, but I think the sooner you catch on to it and join the board and just get informed, it's just going to make it easier in the long run for you. Yeah, Absolutely. Um, there's this video, I'm not sure if you've seen it and I can't recall now where I saw it, but it's with Simon Sinek who start, who, uh, wrote start with why. And he tells, he's telling like an interviewer, um, and it's kind of, I think it's like a 15 or 20 minute speech, but I'll link the video in the show notes. And he basically talks about how millennials are not these like lazy, apathetic, but that they just want to be a part of like a cause so bad that they have a hard time making the connection. So they go to these nine to five jobs and they're like, I'm not making a difference in the world. So like, (laughs) why am I here? Right. And they want to go like start these businesses, even though they're not qualified or yet, you know, Um, and I thought it was such a good point that like, they just want to be a part of something bigger. So that's like, but they don't make the connection that like, sometimes you have to take those steps to be a part Mm -hmm. of something bigger. And even though it's not like you're going to be leading the march, like your vote is like the step to being involved, you know? Right. It's such a good action. Yeah. You know, absolutely. Um, if you could ask everyone to do one thing that you think would change their life for the better, what would it be? And I feel like vote's kind of a cop-out, so. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. That was an easy plug that you just took away. Um, I think, and it's kind of cliche, but you'll, like you just said, you know, when you get into life and it's like you want to be a part of something and you go work at your nine-to-five job and... I think you kind of get to adulthood, if you will, and be like, kind of look around like, this is it. (laughs) um, So I think when you take a step in the right direction, you'll know. And if it sparks something in you, go with it and just keep writing because you never know what doors it's going to open. And if things don't, I guess this is two now, (laughs) if things don't go to plan, it's okay because something better is always coming. And again, the most cliche, but I am such a planner. I mean, I plan before I go to a restaurant somewhere (laughs) and anytime I've planned, it doesn't work out that way. And that's okay. I think so many people like, again, kind of think like gut reactions are cliche, but some of the best decisions I've made have been like the gut, like, no, I think I'm going to go for that. And like, you don't even really always think about the logic and like, you know, all the stuff behind it. It's kind of just the gut, like, yeah, that actually sounds good. Or a hard no. Right. That you feel I don't when be someone a part of that. says something. <laughs> and then and you go and you're like, oh, I know I don't want to be a part of that. Right. Or you said that and you're like, no, I, I knew better than this. Yeah. And I think it's so important just to listen to that. And I think until you've had one of those moments, you kind of roll your eyes at it because you're like, oh, right. sure, sure. Because that's all you hear. Like I said, it's cliche, but it's, it's so true. And then once you feel it, you'll know. Absolutely. In both sides of it. Yeah. I love that. And so how can people get involved with this mission? You know, obviously you can listen to this podcast and go download the skim, but 
I mean, obviously encourage your friends to vote. Like what are other ways that people can kind of get, get behind this campaign? And I think what did they, what is the skim calling this campaign? No excuses. No excuses. So how can people get more involved with kind of helping to spread this message? So if people actually want to join the squad is what they're calling it. You can, um, go online or you can email me, which can we put that in like the, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. We'll <laughs> you can email me and I can send you the link. Um, some benefits you will get, um, communications with headquarters. You'll get emails from them, um, pretty much weekly. And then your responsibility would just be to get 10 more people to commit, to sign up. That's awesome. To vote, um, and show up to the polls. The event coming up, um, which is like ran by the skim, um, and part of their no excuses campaign. Can you tell me a little bit more about like when that is, what it's all about, how people can get involved? Yes. So it'll be an event nationwide on September 25th. And it is National Voter Registration Day. So they wanted to do a sip and skim to the polls um, throughout Nationwide. So they're actually going to be sending me some limited edition, no excuses swag, um, with skim logo on it, everything fun related to. And then I'll actually have information on the local election Awesome. To give out to people. And it's actually going to be in Tempe um, at Spokes on Southern. And it'll be from 5.30 to 8 p.m. And it'll just kind of be a drop-in happy hour. Stay as long as you want. Um, Learn a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. Super fun. And there is that going to be in every state? So I know you said it's nationwide. So can people, like, go to, like, the skim resources to find out where there's one near them if they're not here? And make sure to register for the event so they know how much swag to spend. (laughs) Otherwise, I'm going to go and get all the swag, and then you guys will feel bad. (laughs) Perfect. Um, Is there anything else that you want me to include? No. Awesome. Just get out there and vote. Yeah, I love it. (laughs) Thank you so much for being here, Jamie. Thank you for having me. Before you head out, just a few quick things. Any links or recommendations discussed in this interview are in the show notes of this episode, so you can find those there. Secondly, if you haven't already, please subscribe to this podcast because I have lots of good stuff coming and I don't want you to miss out. This episode is made possible by Hey Presley Nutrition, which is my nutrition coaching company that provides an incredibly unique, sustainable, and personal approach to reaching your goals. To support the podcast and take control of your health, head over to heypresley.com to learn more about my monthly coaching. And don't forget to enter podcast as your promo code, all one word for a discount on your first month. Lastly, thank you so much for tuning in. And if you have any questions for me, suggestions for the show, or just want to spread the love, find me on Instagram at HeyPresley or head over to HeyPresley.com slash podcast. Until next time, continue living your healthiest, happiest life, and we'll chat soon. Mm -hmm.